Okay, Blues, welcome back to episode 22 of the Bolt from the Blue podcast. In this part, Ray, Colin and I do a little review of the game against Shakhtar and we look forward to the derby against the Stretford Dabbing All-Stars. Okay, guys, well, I think that uh, obviously the dogs who have got their teeth into this particular bone are going to run and run with it. But um, let's move away from uh, that discussion and... uh, Let's go back a little bit to the game against uh, Shakhtar Donetsk. I mean, this is one of the the things uh, that has really annoyed a lot of the uh, the scouse and uh, rags in the, in, in, in the in the journalist uh, camps. Uh, these two big wins that we've had first over Southampton and then over Shakhtar, and this is evidence proof positive to them that you know this is just getting out of hand. You know, you have this team that's just slaying all before it, and this particular performance, Colin, against. Uh, Shakhtar was just amazing, wasn't it? Well, I was, I was at the game and it did look like... I didn't actually think... I watched it again. I'm recording, watching it again on TV. Uh, and on the night, I, I, I thought we were a bit set and gearish. Um, you know, there didn't seem to be anyone breaking sweat particularly. But that's, that's the frightening thing, and isn't that, it? Uh, but that is the frightening thing, yeah. yeah. Um, watching it on TV, I think we were a little bit... Uh, we were better... Than perhaps I thought we were at the time, but there was still there was still some sloppiness in the. There was one bit I think it was about sixty five minutes where some sloppy passing and some poor running, uh, a failure to win the ball, gave Shakhtar an attack down our left, their right, and and Pet was doing a basil faulty on the touchline, you know, grabbing his coat, jumping up and down, throwing his hands up in the air, and that kind of that that what that incident well, I, I think. We did, there were a few times where we, I think we're quite sloppy in, in possession, you know, loose passes, but it, that doesn't matter. I, you know, Schechter were not a bad team, but we, we absolutely sucked the life out of them. They had a few opportunities, a bit better finishing. They might have a goal or two, but we sucked the life out of them. And we didn't even have to be very good to do that. Not that we were bad, but we just, having this conversation before with someone else, that we can put a team of 11 players out, and it doesn't matter which 11 players it is, because they just play so well. And, and last season, that wasn't always the case. Yeah, uh, Ray, uh, one of the funny funny things in the newspaper reporting on the game was this moral outcry against Ryan Sterling <laughs> for, for not uh, ha- approaching the referee. It, it had to be Raheem, didn't it? Yeah, yeah I mean, look, the, it's, one, it's one of these things... They've got to have a go at City for something. We never had this moral outrage earlier in the season when, or in seasons gone by, when other people have uh, quite blatantly cheated. We had that that um, Wolves, uh, was it that Wolves defender, who scored with uh, with the aid of his hand against City. You don't get other people. People just don't generally. I'd say more than ninety nine point nine nine percent of players don't go to the referee and say, "Look, you've made a mistake." I've handled it or I've fouled or whatever. You don't get people like, for instance, um, Ashley Young, after he poleaxed Aguero in the box uh, 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 last season, he didn't go to the ref. He didn't go, ref, ref, I'm sorry, you made a mistake. I absolutely took him out. 
I was over the top. Please, I deserve at least a yellow card, maybe a red card, and they should get a penalty. You don't see this. Cheating goes on all the time. You know, if you uh, you see it at throw-ins and corners, you know, everybody's claiming for something. And Raheem Sterling didn't cheat, okay? He didn't cheat. He fell, okay? He stumbled over. He kicked the, the turf. That's not taking a dive. And I, I will actually mention, um, I, I did a, a video today, and I mentioned somebody who said he took a dive, and that was Keith Hackett. And I was really surprised that Keith Hackett, the ex-referee, would come out and say that Raheem Sterling took a dive because it's quite obvious he didn't take a dive. And I think about an apologies uh, in order there. So cheating goes on and people bring up all sorts of other incidents and talk about, oh no, you know, when we say hardly anybody does it, they talk about Robbie Fowler and his, uh, his dive to win a penalty against uh, David Seaman. And I think he turned to the referee because he didn't want his friendship with Seaman to be uh, sullied by him taking a dive and, uh, and get, winning a penalty. And the referee was having none of it. And people bring that up as a part of, you know, it could have been, Raheem could have gone to the referee and at least tried to convince him um, that it was a mistake and he shouldn't give the penalty. And I think Robbie Fowler won an award for his honesty. But what, no one ever seems to want to... They don't want to continue the story because Robbie Fowler took the penalty and Robbie Fowler tried to score from the penalty. So where's his honesty gone then? If he was being honest, he'd have put it wide or over the top or tapped it so it wouldn't go in. But he still tried to score the goal. And uh, Seaman saved it and I think McAtee came in and, and scored the goal. So, you know, it's all it's all this full outrage uh, about City and Raheem Sterling. And I've heard people on the radio this morning talking about his reputation. What reputation? He's a nice guy. And generally, actually, most of the things that we hear about him, he think he's a, general, a genuinely nice guy, family man, you know, loves his family. He's, uh, if I remember correctly last week, he said he's going to um, put some money towards a, a new centre for, for kids to, to play football down in London, uh, where he was brought up. He's genuinely a very nice guy. A, a nice guy. So I don't know what this reputation is, and people talk about his reputation and, and having a go at him. Um, so I, I, you know, it is it's over the top again. And I'm, I, I actually get quite irate about some of the newspapers, you know, criticizing him again, taking cheap shots at him, and you know they don't criticize other people. You know, I've I, I've not heard much criticism of, uh, for instance, Lacazette for handling the ball um, in an Arsenal game. Where I think I can't remember was at Crystal Palace. So other players from other clubs don't get the same criticism. And it's just that City are up there. We're at the top now. Um, you, know, you get this ridiculous comment that we're destroying competition. Well, hang on. We haven't won the league yet. And no team has won the league back-to-back -back in 10 years. So what competition are we destroying? Four teams have won the league in the last 10 years. So I think that's reasonable competition. So as I said, it's just a, an opportunity for people to have a pop at City. And I think that's sadly part of the territory now. It's where we are. People are jealous and we're at the top and they've got to try and uh, take pot, shot, pot shots at us. Yeah, Colin, I mean, the the huge difference uh, that Ray pointed out there was that um, Sterling not only didn't he dive, you know, it was very obvious that he was trying to chip the ball and got his uh, toe stuck in the turf, but apparently Guardiola turned to the fourth official and told him that it wasn't a penalty. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, this is the point that, that uh, a lot of having watched the, the match back today, listening to the uh, Robbie Savage was the the, the kind of pundit. His uh, his view as a professional was Sterling had no need to say anything. 
But Guardiola did. And a few people made the point that if the referee's made up his mind, the referee thinks he's right, then, uh, you know, you, you, no one can force him to change his mind. Uh, you know, Pep did the honest thing. Uh, and funny, when we, I was in the um, family stand, the, the second tier of the North stand, and being right behind that, it looked like a foul at the time. So we just assumed it, it, it looked like a straightforward penalty. And then someone sent us, uh, sent us a text saying, it was the most ridiculous penalty they'd ever seen. So, you know, uh, the referees, he was obviously closer to it than we were, the, you know, the secretary of the, of the North Stand, but that's the view he must have had. You wonder what these guys behind the goal are doing. Um, Mr. Magoo. Uh, uh, well, my, my joke is, you know, Einstein worked out the theory of relativity. Stephen Hawking uh, worked out the origin of the universe, but no one's yet worked out what these sods do. <laughs> it was great to see Gabriel Jesus get a, a hat trick, even if two of them were penalties. But uh, he needed that for his confidence, didn't he? Yeah, I mean, as I felt for a while he's he's lacking confidence. I mean, when he first came, he kept going to the team. He was scoring goals. He was always there in the right place at the right time, tapping him in. And then he got injured, and then last season we were thinking, is he going to replace Aguero? And I think he's, he had a really good record uh, for goals per minute. I think he was uh, the best ever for the uh, for ten league goals, and and suddenly he slowly uh, slipped away. Is that a combination uh, uh, of Aguero actually getting better and doing more of what uh, Pep wants him to do, uh, coming back into midfield and chasing and hurrying rather than just scoring goals? Um, and so I felt uh, Jesus, let's get his name right, keep you happy, mm-hmm. um, has not had the confidence that he needs. The, the first penalty, for instance. I felt he ran up there, the little stutter. I don't think he was that confident. And even after that, I felt he had a couple of chances where um, he took too long over the shot and, you know, and the defender came back and blocked him or he would pass the ball instead of shooting. And just, he didn't seem to have that confidence. But by the time he got to the second penalty, he slammed that second penalty in right into the top corner. Now, if you've not got confidence, you don't take a risk like that. Um, so I felt it was coming back. And then the third goal, fantastic, absolutely fantastic. And um, if you get the chance, I saw it just quickly today on on, uh, on social media, The uh, an Arab co- commentator. Uh, I actually quite like sometimes listening to uh, foreign commentary for unknown reason. I can't explain it. And the Arab commentator, when he chipped the ball, he just went, ba, 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 ba. It's stupid, but it's <laughs> kind of you know addictive to actually listen to that. So, um, But it was a fantastic fantastic finish. And I think, I, I really hope, I'm getting three goals. I, I saw him with the, with the match ball um, yeah, afterwards. Uh, when he even went to pick the match ball up, it, you know, he looked happy. I mean, we were quite a way away. But he, took, he turned around, took the applause of the, the crowd. He was applauding back. And it just felt that that weight off his shoulders, that monkey off his back. You know, he scored three goals, um, and he's got a nice one at the end. And I, I really hope um, he can go from strength to strength now. Uh, Colin, what was your pick of the goals then? <laughs> oh well, I think it has to be Sterling's, doesn't it? Um, again, saw him coming towards us. Um, not not so my usual seat, so you know, head on to that one. Uh, saw him coming towards us, ride a couple of tackles and then just take that little step to his right and unleash that shot and you know i knew that was going in as soon as he kind of got broke those two tackles i knew this is going to end up in the back of the net um so that was my my favorite of the night um but for me when we're talking about gabriel jesus that that last goal yeah 
was one that showed hopefully he's got his mojo back. You know, the penalties, as Ray said, the penalties gave him, because if you're short of confidence, actually, the last thing you want to be doing is stepping up there to take a penalty, isn't it? So, um, that, but that last goal was, was, was Pete Gabriel Jesus, wasn't it? And, and um, you know, his confidence and his ability on the ball, his technique, just to pick that chip out and execute it perfectly, which is, of course, a little bit reminiscent of uh, his final day Centurion goal. Yeah. Now, Ray, Colin mentioned the word mojo there. That's kind of a bit of a buzzword in the in the in the media this week because apparently uh, Liverpool have lost theirs, and Jose has got <laughs> Jose's got his back. Apparently, now moving into the derby, how do you feel? Is he going to do one on us? I I hate. I have to tell you, I'm very much like Howard Hawkins on this. I hate derbies because I just uh, I don't like anticipating how I'm going to feel for the days after a loss in one of these, and I'm desperate for us to win. Um, do you think that uh, Jose's got it got it within him to do a number on us in the derby on Sunday? Honestly, no, no. he hasn't. He hasn't. He didn't really have it, uh, it within him to do a number on uh, Juventus. He just got lucky in the last few minutes, and from what I hear, and scored those uh, a couple of goals. Um, and Juventus really should have had that game put to bed. Um, and if we play half as well as we're playing at the moment, because I think we're playing really well. I think we'll we'll have two or three goals ahead just in case United come back. Um, for me, Derby week is a, you know, there's a lot of nervous energy building up and uh, a bit of tension and worry uh, coming up to Derby day. I think that's kind of been split up by the game uh, we had yesterday against uh, uh, Shakhtar. So that's kind of you're looking towards that, and it's only two or three days to go before the Derby rather than five, six, or seven. So I've, probably that's helped my my nerves a little bit. Um, but I think we're, we're, we are far too good and there's no question about that and people talk about form being thrown out the window I don't think so if you see probably the last few derbies we've had generally form hasn't been thrown out the window the best uh, Josie's been going for is he's uh, parking the bus getting in the nil last year at our place they just got lucky you know we should have been 4 or 5 nil up at half, half time or early into the second half and uh, we just didn't do it and um, you know, so I think they get they got lucky, and you can't get lucky every time. So, nah, he hasn't got it. Uh, I'll answer your question. He hasn't got it within him to do it on Man City. Uh, well, yeah, yeah. Just think back to last season at the Etihad, and um, maybe we kind of were celebrating the title uh, forty-five minutes too early when we switched off. Um, you never know with Jose. Um, uh, we're playing much better than United at the moment, and we're better than we were last season. I'm not sure they're that much better. So, on paper, and how lovely to be able to say, on paper, we are the firm favourites. But, of course, football's played on grass, not paper. So, um, and I'm still an old-school old City fan. Every game we go into, I'm, I'm nervous. What do you think about... Uh the uh, transfer window podcast and their combined City Eleven, where they had De Gea over Ederson, they had Ashley Young uh, in there over Walker, they had uh, Tony Marshall in chosen over Leroy, and uh, they got they actually shoehorned in Paul Pogba by putting da- David Silva out on the right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I suppose they've got to um, they've got to find something to talk about. Um, you know, De Gea. Yeah, we've said it all about him. He's a fine shot stopper. If well, you shoot straight at him, uh, yeah. <laughs> if you shoot straight at him, as Howard says. But, you know, he's, he's not patch on Ederson, um, in terms of his distribution. You know, he's, he's a, he's a generation apart. Um, Ashley Young, 
Um, you might be able to make a case for Ashley Young. I mean, he's 33, but he's still got a lot of fight in him, and he's still... I, I always think he's dangerous when he comes forward with the ball, which you can't always say about Kyle Walker. Pogba, nah, no way. Um, yeah, he, he's, he's not even done much for United. I mean, they, they lionise him. They try and talk up every little half-decent game or, or ten minutes he has. It's got to be the most no, no, overrated, no, no, no. overrated player. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. In Europe. Marshall, yeah, Marshall. He's got good, good recently. Good, a good bit of form at the moment. It's 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 a tough one, but no, I I I take Leroy for uh, for his ability to make things happen further up the pitch. So if he gets the ball forty yards out, he can make things happen. I'm not sure I'd say the same for for Martial. And Leroy is as deadly in front of goal, at least as deadly in front of goal as Martial. So no, 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 I I, I, I stick with Leroy. But you look at that United side and you think, well. Else have they got? You know, is is Eric Bailly or Lindelof going to get in ahead of Stones and Laporte? Light years behind. Actually, um, one thing that that, that, that I, I didn't mention, uh, Ray, is that uh, in that lineup they went for uh, Vincent Company because they made the they made the case that he is the man for the Derby Day occasion. Do, do you think v- Vincent Company will get a game here or not? I'd be surprised. I mean, he is the man for the derby. If you, if you look back, uh, he's got a couple of uh, goals in the derbies in years gone by, I think, with um, uh, with his head. Um, but I think we can all see that our best, I think most people feel our best two defenders are Stones and Laporte. And why would you change a winning combination? Now, Pep will just go, you know, and throw a curveball and put company in just to spite me, um, I'm sure. But I don't see why we should change um, from those two. And company, I, I don't know how many games he's played this season out of those. I think we've played 15, 16 games. I mean, I can't see him having played more than four or five. Um, so his involvement is quite quite uh, sparse uh, right now. And um, I'd be, as I said, I'd be surprised if he gets in ahead of Stones and the Ports. Given Gabriel Jesus' uh, exploits against Shakhtar, would you go for a two-pronged attack with Aguero and uh, Jesus together, or would you stick with the the, the sort of normal four-three-three with uh, Aguero flanked? Ah, yeah, a good question. I, I was saying this to uh, someone earlier that um, Gabriel Jesus it seems to find his confidence. What he needs is a, a run of games, but of course, you know, you know, you probably always have Aguero as first choice, but. I, I'm wondering if Pep will just give him the nod for maybe 60 minutes, see what he does, and then perhaps bring Aguero on for the last half hour. I don't know. Yeah. Or he'll do it the other way around. Oh, yeah, I'm not sure I would play the two together. Well, I don't know, actually, because... Ray, were you, what were you saying? Were you, were you, were you going to go for that? I, I, I wouldn't have gone for a 3-5-2 until you mentioned it, because I mean, Pep does do occasionally these... Of things where suddenly we've been playing one way with a four-three-three, and then he throws a three-five-two, or you know he'll put uh, Raheem on the on the left and Maris on the right and Le- uh, Leroy on the bench, or use Ben Mendy as a, as pretty much a winger in I think one of our home games. He was basically a winger for uh, most of the game. So Pep can uh, do unusual things. I'm not sure I would do, play a three-five-two, and I, if if I only had one up front, it has to be Aguero. I can't see. How you cannot pick uh, Aguero up top, even if you want uh, Jesus to have uh, yeah. some game time. But the other thing, I, I'm, I'm, you know, I've not looked at the actual minutes that Aguero spends on the pitch, but I don't think I can't believe he's finished many games this season, and he seems to get subbed off after 60 or 70 minutes. 
in in a lot of the games, which frustrates me because he's my fantasy football captain. Um, but it, you know, usually you know we've won most games by then, and he gets subbed off. I don't know. I don't think he needs a rest, and it just gives other players a chance. So it may be depends how the game goes. I mean, you know, if we're two or three ahead, if we're lucky enough to to uh, play well enough to be so far ahead, uh, um, you know, after 60, 70 minutes, get uh, Jesus on for 20, 25 minutes. And I think that will help his confidence again. So he, he might not get a full game, but to get 25, 30 minutes, I think that'll be enough to keep him to have that sort of extended run in the team, to get that started. Okay, guys, well, we're going to have to wrap it up here, but I can't let you go without making some score predictions. We're going to go to you first, Colin. Stick your neck out, mate. What are you going to go for? Uh, 63-1. Okay, and Ray? Um, I'll go for City 4-0. Right, well, I, I've decided that what I'm going to have to go for is, you you, you know, of, of course, about the statistic about City having now scored uh, five goals plus uh, 29 times, I believe it is, with the uh, Shakhtar uh, performance. Uh, 29 times that we've scored five uh, since United last did it. So I'm not sure if the 29 uh, figure is accurate. There have been people who have been debating that, but um, I'm going to go for 5-0. <laughs> and the hope there is that that would make that 30. Would that would that suit you? Yeah, I could live with that, I think. Yeah. Okay. I'll sleep well. Oh, I'll it, sleep well. It'd be nice to get be nice to get the treble sixes, wouldn't six. it though? Yeah. Six, six. Yeah, that's even better. Okay, guys. Well, I think we'll have to wrap it up here and let me finish by just uh, thanking our guests. Thank you very much, Colin Savage. It's a pleasure. And Ray from Man City Fan TV. It's always a pleasure and a privilege, Mike. Okay, guys. Well, Walter, Victoria, David will be back with us for the Derby review. You can catch us on iTunes and SoundCloud, Acast, Spotify, and all the usual apps. So until then, have one on us and up the blues. It's not really-